Welcome to Fit Mind Fit Body, the podcast where we dive into the synergy between running, mindfulness, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Michelle Frost, coming to you with an energy pack series that's as nuts as it is inspiring. We're about to embark on a journey with some incredible individuals who've taken up the Gone Nuts 101 challenge. In fact, I think I've heard it's 103 kilometers. And that's right, it's 103 kilometers of Tasmania's breathtaking trails that will test the limits of their bodies and their minds. In this series, you'll be meeting a few of the brave souls taking on this epic adventure. We'll check in with them monthly, getting the lowdown on all their training, the ups and the downs, and all of the in-betweens. And of course, we'll wrap it all up with a post-race celebration episode, where we'll hear all the war stories and the triumphs from the finish line. So lace up your sneakers and pop in your earbuds. And let's get ready to go nuts. Today we have a very special episode of the Gone Nut series. We have Michael Phillips, who's one of the founders of the event, to come and give us a bit of an overview. Why did they start the race? Why do they keep doing it? What do they really love about the event? So enjoy. Okay, today we are going to have a very special episode of Fit by Fit Body where we're going to introduce this crazy gone nuts run and find out how it even came about existing. So I've got one of the founders on the call. This is Michael Phillips. Hello, Michael. Thank you for coming. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It's um, looking forward to it. I'm really interested myself to find out, you know, why does Gone Nuts even exist? Like it's into its, what, sixth year or seven? Uh, this will be year eight. Or oh, 2024 will be year eight, yeah. So. Oh, that's amazing. So it's been yeah. around for a little while and certainly mm. seems to have developed legend status quite quickly. And it's probably because of the course. Um, you know, people probably get to do it our first race, but anyway. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> Before we get into the race itself and, and how it started, um, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I'm Joe Average. Um, so, so I fell into uh, adventure sport mid-30s. Um, um, actually seen an ad on uh, on Facebook for some a team wanting a teammate for an adventure race in Tasmania that I, looked, that I thought, that looks really cool. I'd like to do that. And, so it went from there. So um, I fell into adventure sports and did that race and I was basically hooked. So we've been doing sort of um, multi-day endurance races for the last 20 years, 18 for, years. For the uninitiated out there, explain what's involved in an adventure race. Uh, a course from anywhere from five to 700 kilometres where you race 24-7. Um, you sleep when you want to, uh, map and compass, so there's no navigational assistance and you, you plot your way around a, a given course. Um, yeah, and, and try and make start to the end. Like disciplines, there's uh, trekking, paddling, mountain biking, you know, it, caving. We've even done one of the races we did in northern Queensland. We had a 20k wheelbarrow push. So that was, yeah, so yeah, some pretty random stuff in it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just good. Get to see lots of really random places around uh, around australia and new zealand international so yeah oh that's amazing 
it just so, it sounds like yeah, fun. Actually. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, very addictive. It's it's, uh, it's not so much fun when you're doing it, but certainly the, the finish line is uh, you're looking for the next one as soon as you cross it. So, wow, well, that was sort of horrible, but fun. Let's go do another one. Wow. So, and um, so that, that basically, that's that's my background and that's, yeah, we've raced in some really unique places around Australia and New Zealand, um, but we always come back and all our training on the northwest coast here and we, we always said, you know, where have we been, there's nothing or, you know, what we've got here is just as good um, as anything you'll see anywhere. Um, and it's just, it was just unknown a little bit, I guess. So um, with myself, my brother and another, we, we had a meeting with the uh, Winnie Council yeah. And they would say, look, you guys do a bit of racing and do stuff. What can we bring to to our part of the region to, you know, start an event? And we give it a fair bit of thought. And, and realistically, the easiest way is just to get people to come. So if you don't have to bring bikes, you don't have to bring boats, you don't have to bring then the, the run become an obvious, um, uh, I guess, an obvious choice. Yeah. And it was just then where and, you know, as we sort of develop these silly ideas, we were, It'd be nice to run between Boat Harbour and um, Wynyard, which is a, a, a you know spectacular coastline mm-hmm. that is all private private land essentially. So there's bits and pieces of public land you can get up around the lighthouse and things like that. But the majority of that um, 25 kilometres or 26 and a half kilometres actually is um, privately owned. So um, Gen- general manager of the council and general manager Michael Stretton uh, was actually headed Hobart Way now. I think so. He's um, yeah, he he got out and knocked on doors with us, and um, and everyone to a two was said, "That's a great idea." And oh. and then we sort of said, "Okay, we got that league done." And and we just said, "Well, there's no hundred kilometre races in Tassie. Why don't we do hundred kilometres?" And and then it was more well, hundred kilometres pretty common. Make it hundred one because no one does hundred one kilometres. They're all hundred. So and and it was derived to a one hundred one adventure run, just over maybe beer or coffee, I'm not real sure on that one. And then so that was the basis of the course and we had no experience in running running the event. So the first race was while it was very successful, it was it was a, a disaster in many places. Our one hundred and one kilometre became hundred and six kilometres. Um, <laughs> it's better it's better than being shorter. I mean most runners well, are like they're happy to be a tiny bit longer but they hate being shorter. <laughs> Uh, a few of the uh, a few of the runners probably tend to argue at that point. <laughs> yeah, we had a look. We were about to start. We were ten minutes away from starting, and the landowner came up and said, no, "You're not running across there. That's my land." And uh, you know, we'd had all the. It was our belief it was government land, mm. um, all the stuff. And but you know, he said, "Well, I'm not going to let you cross." And so we had to do a quick diversion. So old Steve, the brothers out running, moving markers around in front of the front runners so they could. Get the course set up and oh wow yeah and our night marking was yeah from adventure races where we map and compass um you don't yeah if you're looking a long distance you know looking at the bigger picture stuff and and you look at your maps and you look at your trail, trail runners or event that, that runs that uh, they don't do that they look for the next marker and it's close and so when it got to uh, we had people run past all these markers we were just you know we we're standing there watching it you know, and he's showing his what? You know, we had we had our markings too high. Yeah, you know, the the our focus is is high. Runners' focus is a little bit lower because they're looking at the ground a bit more. And we, you know, all the stuff that we've done, we're looking 
I guess, just at a higher level. Um, and I mean that uh, as height-wise, not not very young. I understand. And, so, and then, <laughs> then when it got dark, our supposedly reflective tape was very unreflective. And um, so people, anyway, it just turned out to be uh, a really, really um, unique experience for the people. <laughs> it was all right for the people who didn't have to run at night, but for the others it was probably very difficult. So wow. needless well, to say, we, uh, yeah, we learned very quickly that we had to... Uh, a bit more professional than what we did. And I think that's probably a big a big thing. And I think at you no know, that it made it actually it was a successful run in my brain because you learnt so much and <laughs> <laughs> about what yeah. to do and what not to do. And often yeah. they're you know they're the lessons we need in order to create something that is lasting. Absolutely. And we were look before, once we we came up with the idea we uh, hunted around to set up a who's the who's the leading I guess safety and and um, communications people in this field, and mm-hmm. we went up to Blue Mountains to a trail running summit, met up with Chris um, Tierney and his company, Event Safe Event and Safety Services. Yeah. So we partnered with Lucas, um, and uh, so we were super lucky to have his skill and ability. So he was managing everything and saying, "Oh, you know, got checking off runners and finding them for us," and these teams were out all over the place. So um, yeah, without his input over uh, that first year, um, so we linked up with Lucas for the first six years, actually. Yeah. Um, so last year was the first race we had without had him, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we were super lucky that we, you know, we'd done a bit of homework and said, look, you know, our biggest concern was, you know, what happened if a runner's injured or yeah. someone's injured, um, we don't have the skills, we need someone to look after. So we sort of revolved everything moving forward around that, that process so um so everything's come together reasonably well up and yeah from from then on got better each year we think oh i'm sure it has yeah you're gonna have to do something special for year 10 i didn't i thought you were like six or seven but if you're eight it's only a couple of years away from 10. yeah look i think we have and i say i think because logistically it's super difficult but we'd really like to do a gone nuts reverse oh wow so that would that would be you know we think that a lap around the nut after you've done 100 kilometers would be really cool beautiful view and and a bit cruel but um uh yeah so yeah who knows 10th one might be uh not be gone nuts reverse i'm just thinking will will they put the chairlift on They might need it, but yeah so all that sort of stuff and you what you say is is right like uh, you know, you keep, you got to keep refreshing, you got to keep doing things. We've tinkered with the course from day one, okay. uh, from year one, trying to get get the, the least minimal impact and the easiest mm-hmm. course for people to get through. So, um, yeah, I think last year was a really cool course. We we introduced a, a boat crossing, so we didn't, we didn't have to run across a road bridge, so people were going across in a rubber duck, and that that, that was another yeah bit of fun, bit of interest for the guys. So. Are we having that next year? Uh, yeah, depending on it'll be tight. We yes, yeah, we are. Um, we're planning to. It's it a bit. It's a little bit tide dependent because at full tide, which it was this year, um, it's a lot easier. But um, unless we go the same way, you've got to run across the main main bridge, which is on a corner um, on the right, and it's it's really it's really scary um, safety wise. So that's yeah. that's why we moved it. So yeah, yeah certainly certainly that'll be part of it again. Yeah. Why do you think people keep coming back to this event? 
Um, there's a couple of reasons, or well, we think a couple of reasons. One is is the location um, and 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 the views and the challenges that the race itself brings. Mm-hmm. Um, people naturally will do one and, and may want to try and better their time. So there's always um, people want to come back and do better than what they did. Um, the other one is that is our four distances that sort of create a natural. I've done the 25, I might try the 50, and, you know, I've done the 50, I might try the 75. So we've seen that reasonably early. Um, and so, oh, okay, if people are going to do the 25, 50, and 100, we'll, we'll introduce a um, total nutter um, category, so give them a total nutter cup. So um, you know, we've had plenty of people do, you know, multiple 25s and multiple 50s, but you can't qualify unless you do the 101. Okay. So, yeah, so people have gone 25, 50, 100 or, or 100, 50, 25. Um, and we've had, uh, I think Trent, Trent might be the only one now who's done all seven 100 ones, Trent Urso, really? which is a super effort, yeah. And, That's um, amazing. It is, it is. And so each year from day one, it's, it's quite canny. We've had uh, 60% of our entrants are new entrants so 63 60.60 60, 63 so um what we like about that is that you know we're showing off the course to 60 percent new people every year yeah um and hopefully they go away and talk to us say, look geez northwest has this great spot come and spend a night or two here do a stupid race and and um and you know have a look around so yeah at, which is really, and even this year's entrance so far are tracking exactly the same. So, um, so what we know over time is that yeah, two thirds of our, essentially two thirds of our um, competitors are new to the event. So, well, there's two things there. Like one, there, um, you've got forty percent of return people, and yeah. considering it's one of the harder races, you know that I yeah. <laughs> that you hear about at the moment, especially in our in around here mm-hmm. in Tassie. Um, that's pretty amazing. But how do you think those other people are hearing about it? These, you know, the two thirds that have never done it before, it's their first time. Look, it's, it have to, I mean, it's word of mouth, really. So we do very little. We have a, we have a Facebook site, we have an Instagram site, uh, as I said in there. You know, we draw um, communication or, you know, the social media and stuff is something that we don't do well. Um, and I look at races like, um, Lincoln's the, the KMR down there does a magnificent job of promotion and you know information and yeah. and yeah, we're not good at that yet. Um, cool. So we've got a, we got a lot to, to learn in that area. So um, word of mouth would be the, the way that um, way that they do it. The, I mean, there's something to be said there though. Um, I believe that you have a job <laughs> outside <laughs> of running. Like I think Lincoln does too, but I know yeah. he works part time. He's been on the podcast. Um, so, but yeah, good guy. Does a great job. Yeah. Um, so, what do you do as your day job? Uh, I'm the general manager of a, of a electric motor and, and a water company. So, that yeah, keeps my, it busy, I yeah, well, that that job's about 50, 50 to fifty five hours a week. So, yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot tucked in around the that's the late nights and early mornings. But anyway, that, that's part of it. We enjoy it. So, it's just, um, um, it's yeah. not only just me and you know, my wife does a power work for us as well and my brother and his partner as well. So. It's, uh, it's understanding, we were talking off the recording before, 
the things that go on behind running some of these events, especially when they're being run by people who actually just have an all like, you know, a life with a job and a family and things that are going on on the side. And what you're doing, you're doing it as a, um, you know, as a, um, an extra on top of a normal load of life is this. And then that's, I'm not surprised that, as you said, we're not um, that good at social media and things like that. That's actually a whole skill in of itself that somebody could have a full-time job promoting to make it, you know, bump up and everybody to see it that way. Absolutely. And the other thing, so we, I guess ours is a really community focused mm. uh, event and it always has been. So, you know, our, our origins of working with the council to get people to the region um, probably um, dictate the way we go about our promotion and, and, you know, our aim, I guess, is to get people to the area rather than come and do my event because, you know, if we're running it with, you know, if we, whatever happens in the future, you know, it'd be nice to say, well, that was, you know, it's still going or we change it up and do something different but it, it's still still the event that that, um, that people come to do and we make it very we try to make it very relaxed so our cutoff times are probably overly generous and, and maybe you know stretch stretch our resources a bit because we allow 28 hours for people to do the longest run so and I have to say, as soon as this is my first year, I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of debate. We debate each year and, and people talk with us and say, you know, we've really got to cut that down because you're actually, you know, potentially you're fatiguing all the people and, and becomes its own safety issue. And, yeah. and I tend to agree with that a fair bit. You know, you've got to have volunteers up really late and all, all that sort of stuff. So we're getting better at managing that and, you know, the introduction of um, the tracking of the, the 101 people um, um, three years ago, one, two, yes, two years ago, uh, made a huge difference because, you know, we could tell exactly where they were. So we were able to send people home. So we'll come down and cover like, that now because it's a three-hour gap before. Yeah. Yeah. So so we, we're getting better at that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, as I said to you at the start, I'm no athlete by any means. You know, I find adventure racing suits me and my body type so people um i want people to have the same opportunity to yeah. to go and do it so you know i'm sure if if you know if you've got a strong mind and and you can control our emotions and bodies then come and have a go that's yeah. that's what we're about um yeah that's one of the more inspiring things is you know sitting up at the lighthouse at one or two or three o'clock in the morning watching people come through thinking they can't do the last 10 kilometers and just have a chat with them and say mate you got 10 or 12 km today i said don't stop now Probably you know so we can help you all along the way yeah and but at the finish when you know you know three or four o'clock in the morning when people are coming across the line it's yeah. it's, it's um that's you know just you say well now i know why i do it so i know when, I, um, when i've done like ordinary city marathons in my, you know, just under four hours or whatever. It's, you know, just average person. And then you're walking back to your accommodation and then you see those people coming in who've been out there for six and seven hours and you think, wow, you know, that is, mm. and it's amazing what the human body will do and, and to yep. watch them. And I think, you know, those of us who've been, um, had the ability to organise events and to, to create that or help, for other people to be able to experience that, I think is, yeah, it gives more to you yeah. as an event organiser often than it does just one person being able to achieve those things that may not have otherwise. Absolutely, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, 
I know I feel when I finish a race and two or three days later and you just say, well, you know, you think this is really good. And, and people, have, I think people have the same experience, whether it's 25 or whether it's 100, 101, you know, um, the sense of achievement. So, well, I did do that, so I'm going to do it next time. Um, and that, that's really good. So we're getting people out and getting involved and being part of the community, I guess. And, you know, we've got a lot of the landowners now. You know, they set up their own stalls, They you know, so they become a really active part. So... And someone will bring out some water and chocolates, then someone will say, I put water and chocolates, I'm putting water and chocolates and some lollies. And, and so oh, it goes, so, you know, spray the, spray the runners with water as they come past, keep them cool. So, yeah, our buying from from uh, from our landowners is, is really, really good. I love it. And, um, yeah, you know, we've had a few of the properties that are sold and and it's uh, it's nice to know that they say, you know, look, we've sold the property, but we've told them there's a race to come through each year, so you've got to, you know, <laughs> which 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 has been really cool. So um, I thought you so were going to say, you know, something like, um, and I charged an extra 20 grand on the property <laughs> because the race is going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, could be. There's a few, like a lot of them, oh, a lot of them, sorry, there's a few of them that are um, Airbnbs and they have I packed out, I sold out, and they do a gone nuts, you know, race special, and so that's that's the stuff that's really good. You know, you look and say, well, I can't, I can't get accommodation, and you say, yeah, that's not good, but it is really good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it means you've got lots of money going into the economy yeah, up there, and absolutely. and as you said, showcasing the uh, the environment. And I assume, like, I know that not every well, one person coming along to do the run usually means they're bringing other people. Like I'm bringing my sure. husband or whatever, and people have a crew, and depending on the distance they're doing and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just, you know, one for one, no. is it quite a No, no, they have, uh, I mean, I'm not 100%, I'm not my favorite expertise, but we do every three years, yeah, every three years uh, a report on, um, yeah, the, the uh, input into the economy mm -hmm. um, based on tourism Tasmania's, you know, if they bring one, they, they have formulas that tell you, yeah, you know, you brought 750. I don't know how they arrive at the numbers, but they do. So um, next year we'll have that done again. So, um, yeah, that's been growing. Oh, that's um, exciting. Each good year, so which, is, which has been really good. How many you know, how many entrants are you expecting in 2024? Um, Gutfield, we're, we're probably going to be about this. So we had around, we'll, we'll get between six and 700. Um, but it will, maybe maybe a few more. There's a lot of events on now. Um, you know, eight years ago, again one of the one of the bad things we we did was um, the council said, "Yeah, we're going to support this, but and we want to run on this date." So yeah, no, no drama. And then you know, he said we announced the date, and then people said, well, "What about this race? What about the, you know, We completely forgot about all the other, or did they even think of events? So. Um, yeah, I guess we pushed our way in to be grouped, to be really to say, well, that's when they want it. We've got no real choice. And so that's when it's going to run. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, yeah, that was probably one of the, um, the, you know, the the worst ways of doing things without, you know, going in just naive and saying I'm going to run away. So there's lots of other races that are, you know, that run from January to, to the end of April and because it's a great time to be joining. So, um yeah, economy's tight, so not everyone is you know, spending money. So we think, you know, given the numbers now that we've got now, they've been very surprising, to be honest. So we did not until October, so we've probably got, well, not probably, I looked last night, it's 300, 300 and 
early 300s entered already. So generally we get a big influx towards the, the end of December. So we're expecting six, seven, six to 700 people again, which would be good. Sounds like a good Christmas present for people who've got a runner in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so in some ways, maybe yeah. you timed it just right. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Do you have a cutoff? Do you, like, a, as in numbers? Like, do you close? Yeah, look, we have a, we, again, our biggest field was, it was um, uh, the, the uh, last year of COVID, 2021, right at the, right at the people at the end of COVID, not quite at the end. Um, because we'd devised, not devised, we, we were able to organise a race when no one else could because we were in Tasmania. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the privileged people that were a little bit more remote. So, yeah, we had 870, I think, people there and that, oh, wow. that year, which is um, which was very difficult. It's just, you know, that extra 200 people, yeah. 350 people was, you know, very noticeable. So... We had a limit when we first put things in look a thousand people. No, we'd only want a thousand people and that was purely based around um, the landowners. Mm. Respect the landowners. So look, we don't if it's a wet day and got a thousand people run across their property and leave a you know, horrible track and yeah. um, so yeah, so we've just left it at that. We as a unless we went um, and invested a lot more effort with people and, and resources, yeah. we wouldn't be able to cope with any more than a thousand yeah. people anyway. Right. would make a, a mess of it. So Just because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the volunteer numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's always a tricky bit. What do you see the future of the race? Yeah, it's it, so apart from, you know, maybe a direction change and um, I think we'll continue to tinker with the course and uh, at the end of the day, our, our event is reliant on what the people who live there would like to do and if they said, look, you know, we've had enough. It's been really good. We 100% respect that and say, no drama, well, let's, we'll go and do something else um, or we'll look for something different. Um, and I think that's, you know, you've got to keep changing it up, um, keep keep it interesting and, and, you know, there's still a lot of territory down here that is, um, you know, not used for the 100 kilometres of our race, so that is pretty specky. So, yeah, we would love to continue on in... Um, Form for as long as people want to do it. So, yeah. and today when people have said, "No, nah, let's run its race," well, we'll just say, "Yeah, fair enough," and, yeah. and gracefully move on, or or just keep running as people want to do it. How long has the Overland Track run been on for? It feels like that's yeah, been around a really long time. Yeah, I think it's the longest one. I think so. I'd only be guessing, but um, yeah, yeah, that that has 60, 70 people every year. Yeah. Um, so longevity-wise, yeah. you've got some. You know, there's other races out there yeah. in Tasmania that are a long race that have been yeah. around a long time. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it'd be, we may be, you know, it might be, it'd be a simple, a simple fix if we were oh, look, we're over, we're just going to run 50 and a 25, yeah. you know, logistically and it'd be so much easier. You know, you'd start at 6 o'clock, you finish at 6 o'clock and great day. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and that takes the challenge away. It does, and it's not just a challenge for the runners, but also the event organisers. It's That's a right. huge challenge. That's exactly which, right. which I wanted to ask you about volunteers. How do you get volunteers? Oh, look, we just had a, a really since day one. You know, friends and friends of friends that mm-hmm. sort of um, stepped in to help out, and then you know each year, yep, we're bright for the you know our boat harbour crew are the same six or eight people have done it since 
day dot, you know, and they're there from nine o'clock till one o'clock. Wow. And they just love it. Um, so we've been super lucky. Um, in the last couple of years, we've tried to, I said with the tractors, tried to help them out by getting them home and things, but also started working with um, people like the SES and service clubs where we can. So um, so we put money back into the community, but also, you know, taking that pressure off um, people that, yeah. that uh, you know, Volunteers everywhere, it's very difficult to find and you, you, you got to be very kind with them. You do. Little notes I find work. I did that one year. Well, the years that I was doing the event stuff for a long uh, for a long trail runs was like little notes and stuff. Yeah. It all takes forever though. Um, and, they are, and they are sort of, they, they make the race and we get comments every year that far absolutely. about, you know, that aid station there and that people there and how good they were. So, um, yeah, that's always a bonus. I love that. Um, if anybody's interested in being volunteer, do you have like a place they could go? Do they miss Yeah, you? our website's got a volunteer link. Our website, um, gonenuts.com, that I use, um, certainly got a spot where you can put the uh, put your name down. Mm. Say, hey, I'd love to help. We don't turn too many away. I bet. I know there's, um, I'm sure you've thought about this, and it's just sort of spitballing, really. But um, the guys who run, and I always forget his name. He's been on the podcast. They run the like ridiculous west and the irresponsible east or whatever. The crazy race is like two hundred miles in Australia. So they they do some uh, really crazy long runs over there. Yeah. And um, but they do have a special thing with volunteers where if you volunteer for a race, you get some kind of discount when you do one of their other races or oh, you can do that race. So they yeah, do ab- absolutely. Races. So if anyone vol- yeah, if anyone volunteers, they the free entry is not an issue. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, so we, yeah. So we do we do a bit of that now with um with people and actually Gary's Gary's one of the, the guys that um been on the podcast that so he's helped out numerous yeah, times. So you know when he said he wanted to do it, we just said, look, you know, here's a code, enter. You're not you know, you've helped us out. So yeah, so that's a, yeah that's a no-brainer. Anyone that does that that wants to do it, um, yeah. And yeah, that's just a we just give them an entry and say go for yeah. it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, there you go. Anyone out there who's interested in volunteering because they don't think they're quite up for one of the races but want to be involved this coming year, that's something you can do. And then the following year in 2025, you can enter one of the races just like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. be a great way to do it. And stay involved. I love it. All right. Michael, is there anything else about the race that you'd like to share? Um, no, I don't think. I mean, I don't think so. As I said, you know, our basis is, is, is around community-run event. We don't take it too seriously. Mm. Sorry, we do take it seriously, but we don't take yeah. it event seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my downfalls is that, you know, we've had some really special runners in our that have come and done it, that in their own field they deserve a lot of promotion. And, and you know, so Bill Smith, who's, you know, run the third fastest time in the Western States in the US, could be doing my race, and I have no idea because... <laughs> That's that's just I don't that's the I don't know. So if I want to come do a race, our race, my race, our race, sorry, um, then they're more than welcome to. And and so we've never paid anyone to appear and and anything like that. So and I say Michelle Frost could be the best runner in Australia at ultra distance. And yep. and <laughs> me, me being ignorant on to that fact would say, oh, who's Michelle Frost? Well, you, you know, know she won all these races. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're really low-key, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, we don't um, we'll get things wrong, um, and we'll 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 fix them, and and we just want people to come and enjoy, have a good time, um, embrace the challenge, and um, you know, go home say, "Wow, I did a good job." Before we wrap up, is can you reflect on any any experience that that you've witnessed? You know, where somebody has. You know, we don't have to break confidence or anything, mm-hmm. but they've done the race and it's just been, you know, life-changing for them or, you know, just an amazing experience for them that they perhaps weren't expecting or whatever. Um, we've had a couple like that. that um, yeah, I've, I've received some really, I guess, inspirational emails from people, uh, really early morning people that, that I've been fortunate enough to say, you know, sit with and chat and you know, say, you know, I don't think I can do it. And, and when we finally helped across the line, I get, you know, they're saying, you know, that was, I was about to give up, I was going to do that. You know, this has been the hardest thing I've ever done. And um, and so I completely understand where they're, they're coming from. It's, um, yeah, we've had numerous people that said, I didn't think I could ever do that. You know, look what I've done and now I'm a runner and, yeah, it's very inspiring, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I won't say it happens yearly, but it's certainly, yeah, across the years we've had some, had some great feedback of what they've done. Yeah, that gives me pins and needles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good part. I mean, I understand. I mean, I'm, I'm very similar. That's, you know, you do one adventure race, then you just wonder why small things worry people. You just said, you know, you got to do it. you got to do it. You know, you don't sit down and do this and whinge and moan in the middle of nowhere and you've got to get something done you yeah. just do it and so everything becomes a lot clearer and and not quite as important so yeah I love that. we hope that that's what people get out of their race yeah that they work out what's really important in their lives and yeah. perhaps it's not all the things they thought it was before they started absolutely yeah yeah it's much simpler actually usually than <laughs> all the things we make complex absolutely 100 right couldn't agree more yeah Right, Michael, it has been a delight to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I don't know, I, I, sh- I need to count them, maybe nine people that I'm going to be talking to each month as we train towards, or ten counting me, as we train towards the start line on um, March the 2nd. Is it the 2nd? Second, yep. Oh, good, go me. I need to have that right in my head. Yeah, so March the 2nd. Um, I'm really looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to sharing the journey with the people who volunteered to chat with me every month so it's going to be quite an adventure for all of us so hopefully everyone will enjoy following along our journey mm. and ups and downs of it um, I really, really look forward to listening to it that should be really really good especially when uh, we say come across the line that'd be cool yeah and I'm sure we're all going to cross the line Excited. Sure. it's going to be fantastic <laughs> Okay. All right. So thank you thank so you, much. Sure. Anybody wants to um, either volunteer or enter, I'll put the links in the show notes as well. Otherwise, um, I'll see you in a couple of months. Have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> and thank you. You also, um, I also want to say have a good weekend this weekend because this isn't the only race that you um, <laughs> that you organise. You're also organising the Triple Tops over in Sheffield Way. So yep. enjoy that. I'm sure Thank that you'll you. have fun. Is that full? I hope we get some good weather. That'd be fun. Yes, yeah. Yes. yes so uh, link to that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Very credit credit to all the people that's come before us there. We, we've only been there for two years. So um, there's a lot of people done a lot more hard work than we have. So right. we just want to see it continue. And again, another community 
sort of run event with a really great feel. So looking forward to that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck. Um, hopefully the weather will be yeah. will be good. That'll be nice. <laughs> and, and can you order weather for the good weather for the second of March? Yeah, yeah, for this one last year, so we're due for some good ones just now. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm pleased. Not too hot though. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Take care. And just like that, we're off to a running start. A huge thank you to our courageous runners for sharing their stories and to you, our listeners, for joining us on this epic adventure. Remember, it's not just about the finish line. It's about the journey, the community and the moments of clarity along the way. Keep rooting for our runners and tune in for their regular monthly check-ins to see how their training is unfolding. And if you're enjoying this series, we'd love to hear from you. Why not leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends? Let's all go a little nuts together. <laughs>